Hey, well, welcome to a special emergency. I don't know what you want to call it, but this is a special edition of the Longhorn Confidential. It is Sunday, December 3rd. We're recording this in the evening time after kind of a historic day on the four, the 40 acres. I don't think there's many Texas fans who are disappointed um, after this weekend on Saturday. Texas rolled over Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. Today, they got their first ever invitation to college football playoffs. And the reason we're recording this at 6.30 at night is because after that, across the street at the Moody Center, the Texas women's basketball team recorded their biggest win of the season, beat number 11 UConn. Uh, saw CDC over there, saw Steve Sarkeesian. They both looked uh, very happy. There's not a lot of unhappy people um, over on the 40 acres. But Danny Davis, the Austin American statesman, as always, joined by Thomas Jones, Kirk Bowles, Cedric Golden. We're going to talk about it. Texas is the number three seed in that aforementioned playoffs. We're just going to start there. Said since we didn't go to you first much uh, earlier this week on uh, our our Tuesday log for confidential, we'll start with you. Is Texas the third best team in the country? Did they deserve that number three seed? We'll talk a little bit about whether the committee got it right with some of those other teams. But as far yeah. as Texas goes, are they the third best team? Was that the right seed? Little old me gets to go first. Oh my God! Thank Make you, it sing. Thank you. Thank you. I want to give honor to God. Uh, my mom who's no longer with us. Um, they may be the best team, Daniel. They're ranked third. But they may be the best team in the country because of how they play. They know how to win in different ways. And they got it right by putting them there, giving them a chance to win a national championship. It would have been a travesty if they'd been left out. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, it, it it's great to see Steve Sarkeesian build this thing and get them to the point where uh, they have gotten recognized as one of the four best teams in the country. And I, I, I like I like where they are. That's yeah, going to be a home game for them in New Orleans. Uh, and, you know, Duck, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Uh, I do think they got it right. Hey, Texas is favored to beat Washington, so – I don't know about number one said, but maybe number two. I mean, yeah, they did get it right. And uh, Texas is playing their best ball of the year. They had the most impressive conference championship win. Now, granted, Oklahoma State's not a great team. What are they, what are they like eight and four now? Uh, not a real good defense either. But it's they look so dominant, you know, score 106 points in the last two games. And uh, – they're just impressive. And yet on top of that, the best non-conference win, double-digit win on the road at Alabama, yeah, they're deserving. And, uh, yeah, I think when they came up third, I don't think we were really surprised, but I think maybe a lot of people around the country were because it seemed to me, and I was on the conference call with Boo Corrigan, and uh, like I said, it almost seemed like they knew Texas was in because they wanted to put Alabama in, obviously. But if you're going to put Alabama, you got to have Texas ahead of them. So much deserved and a great day to be a Longhorn. BJ? Yeah, it's – man, I, I'm really surprised the, the CFP committee had the, the cojones to leave Florida State out. I really am. I do think Texas and Bama are better than Florida State. I, I think that will show in the in the semifinals. I'm just surprised they actually did it. I'm, I'm glad they did it, you know, and not – not just because I get to go to New Orleans, eat some gumbo or metouffee and all that, 
But Texas and Bama, just the eye test, the resume that they're deserving. I think Texas is deserving of the three seed and Bama four because Bama lost to Texas. Makes sense. And we don't say that much about the about the NCAs. Yeah, stop stop with all this uh, New Orleans praise. I saw you campaigning for a trip to Pasadena earlier today. You and, yeah. you and other, either, you and other uh, media members. Um, I guess we'll kind of segue right into it because um, it's kind of along my line of thinking. Um, sure, the four teams that are ranked, Texas deserves to be third. I personally thought they deserved to be four because I thought Florida State as an undefeated team should have been um, three and kind of should seamlessly fill in that th- three spot. But we got Michigan one. We got Washington two. We got Texas three. Washington and Texas will be in the Sugar Bowl. And then four will be Alabama, which will be Michigan in the Rose Bowl. Um, that leaves out Florida State, which went 13 and 0. That leaves out Georgia, the two time defending champion, which was undefeated until they lost a three point game yesterday in their conference championship game to Alabama. So obviously, Michigan, um, Washington were shoe ins um, at, at, since they were undefeated in conference champions. But those other four teams, Texas, the Alabama, the Florida State, the Georgia, did the committee get it right? Were those four teams the teams that should have been in? Or should Georgia be upset? Should Florida State be, ups- Florida State be upset? I personally think Florida State should have gotten in as opposed to Alabama. Um, but we know the SEC kind of runs things, and that's uh, that was never going to happen. Um, Kirk, since you were on that call with the, with the, with the, the committee chair, what are your thoughts about just kind of were the four best teams – in this playoff. Yeah, uh, two things real quickly on Georgia. It's hard to imagine them not being one of the best four teams, uh, having won 29 in a row and two national chop- championships. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't whoa, get in whoa, based whoa, on what whoa, you did you last year. In, that 29 don't matter, dog. We're talking about 2024. We're not talking yeah. about the best program. We're talking Can about the I best team right now. Can I finish my sentence? Uh, yeah, but, but, when you, but when you go off the rails like that, I got to check you. Sorry, dog. I'm saying they didn't deserve it. I I voted Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama in my AP vote. And Georgia didn't deserve it because they lost and they created no margin for error for themselves with a weak-ass non-conference schedule of Tennessee, Martin, UAB, Ball State, and Georgia Tech. So, you know, and here's the thing about that. Here's the other reason they don't deserve it. It's not just you're playing cupcakes. You're assured of a win. And do you have no emotional investment in those games? And, and there's less chance of physical injury when you when you uh, play weak sisters like that. As far as Florida State, I feel bad for them, but they're not the same team. They're a diminished team without Jordan Travis, who could have been in New York City with the Heisman vote with uh, Penix and Daniels and Knicks and maybe Tavon, Tavondre Sweat, maybe. That's a joke. Uh but it's like, like if you took Jared Verse, their elite pass rusher off the team, would they be the same team? No, they're not. They're not the same team, and they showed it the last two games against Florida and Louisville. And and to that point, before I end, Texas lost Jonathan Brooks, 1,000-yard runner. He was looking like the equal of B. John Robinson from last year. They lost him, and they had zero drop-off. In fact, they've even played better. They just have been as good as they could be the last three games. So injury is critical, and it was part of the criteria for the selection committee. TJ, was that your top four? Um, was that what you were expecting today? Uh, I, I, I'm i with you. I thought Florida State would get in. I thought it would come down to Texas and Bama. 
but I'm I I don't think Georgia had a case. Um, I agree with Doug. I mean, just that schedule is terrible. The SEC East is the most overrated division in football. It's not a great football division. It's just not. Right. Um, you know, you can't use well. I'm an SEC member as criteria. It's not good enough. And the facts the facts point that out. So yeah, I, I was happy with um, the selection committee. I thought it was smart and I thought it was courageous yeah. to put two teams with one loss ahead of an undefeated uh, Power Five champion. Surprise, but I, I think it, it's worthy. Said so your your thoughts as you were watching from from Tyler Town. It's a spot, man. It's a spot. Um, I really, I, I was selfishly, I'll admit, pulling for Louisville on uh, Saturday night because I think that I thought that they that if Louisville won, that Texas would get in and and we'd get to go to a CFP, but. After Louisville lost, I really believe that Florida State would get in, even though uh, we know they're not nearly as good without Jordan Travis uh, manning manning uh, the helm. And so um, the committee, I thought, um, did the gave us the best two games we probably could have gotten. Georgia, you know what, to play somebody in non-conference. And I mean, Duck, I know we're going to address this as a group next year when we're covering the SEC. We're going to, you know, we know that Texas is playing Michigan next year. They're automatically better than anybody that the that the other team's going to play. You know, the best uh, win by the uh, SEC non-conference this year was last night. It was Louisville, Florida State over Louisville. I mean, it was it, no, no, it was. Uh, Kentucky over Louisville last week. And that's not good enough because we saw Louisville at full strength. They were horrible. They were horrible. So I, I just think that the SEC has got to be better in non-conference. And like TJ said, the SEC East, I'm sorry. It's Georgia, it's Missouri, and it's a bunch of busters after that. It don't impress me. The SEC West is as good as any division but from top to bottom, I'm not feeling the SEC right now. I'm with you. Uh, Steve uh, Sarkeesian, when he was talking to us, kind of did bring up the point of, <laughs> you know, obviously he has ties to Alabama and, you know, still has some love for the Crimson Tide. But he was happy that they didn't necessarily get punished for scheduling a game like Texas and losing, even though, you know, Texas did kind of go in there and dominate. But um, like I said, I think if you go undefeated in a Power 5 conference, I think you deserve to be playing for the playoff. But I guess it's a matter of are you taking the four best teams today or are you taking the four best resumes throughout the season? Um, and I think probably it's, it is a little tough to argue that as of today, if Alabama and Florida State were to play, that Florida State would win that game. But it's unfortunate for the Seminoles. Uh, you know, you don't really like to feel sympathy for a lot of people um, th these days. I maybe actually feel less sympathy for them and their fans. They keep doing that. That uh, that chopping, but um, um, kind of is what it is. And we'll uh, we'll we'll keep it moving, and next year won't be as much of a problem with twelve teams. Although I'm sure the thirteenth team will be just as upset as the fifth team uh, today. That's so, tough. That's tough. So, so what? You go. I mean, you go, you go, you go, to, you go to March Madness, and the 69th team is always still upset every year when they get when they get left out. So it's it's, it's a never never ending problem. But when your um, conference tournament, when your conference tournament, you'll get in. 
Let's uh, let's quickly talk about um, the Sugar Bowl. We'll have plenty of time to talk about this over the next month. But just kind of initial thoughts about the Washington-Texas matchup. Obviously, both uh, fan bases got to see each other last year at the Alamo Alamo Bowl, which we do not have to go for go to this year, which I am very happy about. But um, number two versus number three, Washington undefeated, Pac-12 champion, Texas Big 12 champion, maybe the um, hottest team in the land right now. Uh, TJ, we'll start with you. Just kind of what are your initial thoughts about this uh, matchup? Uh, initially, I, I think Texas is as complete a team there is in the country. I think they can win a national championship, but I think Washington is a terrible matchup for them. Michael Phoenix is going to be the best quarterback they've seen. This will be the best receiving core that Texas has seen, and we've seen a lot lesser passing offenses light up that Texas secondary. So I think Texas would beat any of the other teams in the 14 playoff. I think Washington may be the one team they have the most problems with. That's my initial thoughts. So I'm leaning toward Washington in a high-scoring affair. I think the over-under, I think it's 63-and-a-half, which is really high. Um, Go over. Over. uh, I'm going over, but that's a high over. So I'm thinking Washington is really going to test that Texas secondary. It could be a long night for for, uh, Texas defense. Stan, what are your thoughts a month a month out about this matchup? Yeah, listening to TJ, I was I heard that Price is Right music. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom. After they lose, Debbie Downer over there. Um, <laughs> he ain't lying though. He ain't lying. That's gonna be a tough matchup for for those Longhorns, and they got to get Ryan Watts healthy. Yeah. Got a month to get him ready. Get him healthy. And uh, get 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 Jade Barron back closer to a hundred percent. I think that I think that Quinn Ewers usually shows up for the big games. He played well against Washington, so in the Alamo Bowl. So I think it's going to be a shootout. I think both teams going to be in the thirties, and the winner might even be in the forties. I think it's a forty-two thirty-eight type of game. I'm rolling. Rolling with the team that's been winning since the beginning of the season. The Texas Longhorns are as good as we think they are. And the last two times I've been to New Orleans, they beat Tulane 49-0, and they beat Georgia 28-21, I believe. So they like New Orleans. They like the big sleazy. And the Longhorn Nation is going to show up. That Superdome's going to be 75%, 80% burnt orange. And I think the Horns are going to get it done. And, boy, our lives are about to change. They're playing for a national championship. I would, I would like to point out that uh, I'd like to point out that all teams, both of these teams have been winning since the beginning of the season. It is the is the playoff. Uh, Kirk, your, uh, your thoughts? One more than other, just saying. Well, keep in mind, Washington's pass defense is ranked 122nd. Okay. Say it again, Doug. Say it again for the people that don't don't hear very well. One more time. One hundred and twenty second out of one hundred and thirty three teams. Okay, so they've got their own problems as pass defense. Uh, like uh, TJ said, their receiving core may be the best in the nation. I mean, Rome Adunze is up for the Blitnikov. He uh, He's like, I think he's fourth in the nation in yards. He's got over 1,300 yards. He's got 13 touchdowns. He's terrific. And Jalen Polk, another good one. They don't run the ball quite as well. Dylan Johnson's been kind of on a heater, 
the last five games, over 600 yards in that game, and very good. But I think their defense can be had a little bit. And they're going to find tough running against this Texas defense. They're ranked fourth in the nation now. You're up 80 yards a game. So, you know, then you got your revenge thing. You know, Texas is trying to pay back Washington as they did Alabama and Tech and TCU go down the list. So they embrace the hate. Check off those boxes. Check those boxes. It's checking it. And like you said, I think it's going to be lopsided uh, in the bleachers too. A lot more Texas fans. So uh, I think it, they don't. It, I don't I think it's a bad matchup at all. I think it's Washington. They're twenty four and two. I think the last two years, terrific program. So, ought to be really good. But I think Texas has what it takes to get by this one. Hey, Doug, you remember in two thousand two when Texas played Tulane? That yep. whole city was burnt orange. They yep. took over New Orleans, and I expect more of the same this year. And those guys, those fans can't play in the game. But you can't tell me that fan support. And a raucous crowd don't mean anything. I think Penix, I love watch. I can't wait. Michael Penix is, is uh, my second favorite quarterback to, to, to Jaden Daniels. So I can't wait to see him again. And those receivers are electric. I'm going to give you another yeah. over-under real quick. 790 yards passing. I'm being serious. You want somebody oh, wow. to hit me up? 790. Wow. Over-under passing yards. So about I'm going to go, go, oh, go under. I'm going to go, go under, under there. Because the horn's going to run the football. I'm going to go under. They're going to have to be keeping up. I think it's going to be nice. Um, I think the last year, um, for various reasons, and you don't want to fault um, Bijan or Roshan for making some decisions and DeMarvion to you know, get ready for that next stage of their life. But I thought Texas was a little cheapened um, talent-wise by just kind of those guys opting out. And, um, you know, there was some injuries. You know, Xavier with his – um, with his hand hand issue, um, which obviously came was a huge factor, you know, assuming he's able to kind of get healthy with his ankle this time around. Um, and Ryan Watts is able to get get right, which Steve Sarkeesian was confident in. This should be a full strength Texas team. Um, you'd expect the Washington sideline to also be healthy. So it'll be kind of nice to see both these teams after a month off, um, just kind of full at full strength for this matchup because we didn't get that last year. And um, if this game is being played next weekend, I think Texas would be the clear favorite just because Texas is so hot. And, you know, Washington has had a little, couple struggles the past couple weeks, including against a bad Washington State team a couple weeks ago. But um, with a month off, maybe Texas cools down a little bit. But I trust uh, this Texas talent. I trust trust uh, C. Sarkeesian and giving him a month to prepare for this Washington team. But we'll uh, also have plenty of times to make predictions. But early on, I kind of think a full-strength Texas team is going to be the team to beat, even though they're the three and Washington is the two. But we will have plenty of time to discuss um, discuss this matchup over the next month. We just kind of want to get on for a couple minutes tonight and talk about this because we know everyone in Texas land is very happy tonight and ready to head into this next week. Uh, they're on cloud nine, whether it's because of the basketball team, whether it's because of the football team, whether it's uh, because of various things going on on campus. But, yeah, thanks for listening. Or, TJ? One more question for you guys. Real quick, short answer. What's your go-to food dish in, in New Orleans? Damn. Go-to what? What's your go-to food dish in New Orleans? Oh. Gumbo. Okay. What about you, I'm not a huge um, seafood fan, um, but I'm sure I'm going to hit. You up. don't need to. Then you don't need to be there, David. Won't <laughs> you go to get some Mexican my, uh, food in San Antonio? 
That's where you guy, Max Thompson, for some suggestions. Uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of stuff. Uh, last time we went there, I did not starve. Um, you know, hit, hit, found a really good chicken place to to eat. Um, remember Malcolm Malcolm Roach gave us a couple of suggestions uh, yes, last time we we're in town. Cool. So I am my my expense report is going to be fine without this. I'm not not concerned about it. But. You can load up on beignets. Yeah, beignets. There you go. But yeah, we're gonna get out of here. Um, thanks for watching us on YouTube, listening to us wherever you get your podcast. Um, Statesman.com. There is so much content on that thing. You are gonna be able to read it, read it for days. So be sure to check us out on Statesman.com. But we appreciate you supporting this podcast and all of our endeavors. And we're gonna have plenty more over the next month or so. But yeah, um, glad you all enjoyed the weekend, and we'll see you all down the road. Deuces. <laughs>